This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Before we get things started, I just want to announce that Hey Bartender Podcast has started its own patron crowdfunding campaign. That's right. You can get on to www.patron.podbean.com slash heybartenderpodcast and check out some of the stuff that I've got going on there. I've got goals like overtipping a server. I have, uh, Most of it is crowdfunding just so I can build a bigger and better podcast. And also, you can find out ways to be a part of Bar- Hey Bartender Podcast, get uh, shout-outs from me, or even do the shout-outs yourself or do a video shout-out on to my social media page and advertise yourself and the bar. Go check out patron.podbean.com slash heybartenderpodcast today and find out what you can do to help fund Hey Bartender Podcast and what benefits are in it for you. I call it a tip jar with benefits. But until then, Laura Hope and the Arctones, get us started, please. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I got to use these buttons on this uh, roadcaster just because. Anyway, so welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, my name is Anthony. You can call me Dude if you're bad at remembering names. I'm completely cool with that. Uh, how's everybody doing? We're uh, Sounds like everything's going back into lockdown again, people. Prepare for that, please. If you got any money stashed away, if you got, uh, no, maybe go to the grocery store and get some extra canned goods or something like that. That's the only advice that I can give you on that because I'm not an authority and I'm, uh, you know, well, it might be pretty cool to develop a reputation where somebody says, hey, bartender podcast said, and, you know, that'd get me, you know, you know a little bit more attention than I naturally deserve. <laughs> But, of course, I am looking for your attention right now. After all, like I've told you guys in a couple past episodes, just at a pure, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it, uh, uh, vanity, maybe? This, uh, Nove- this November is my birthday month. November 18th is my 44th birthday. Holy crap, I'm getting up there. I'm not going to say I'm old yet. I don't think I deserve that title, but... Um, I got well. I do have a friend out there that will say that uh, I am. I'm getting. Uh, I'm an old man, even though I'm like four, three, four months older than her. But as soon as I hit uh, hit my birthday, she's on, on top of that. It's funny just because it's her. Anyway, uh, so uh, before I get started with today's drink special, I want to uh, since this is uh, November fourteenth. The All Within My Hands Foundation, Metallica today, did a a live acoustic set. uh, And, you know, you had to buy tickets and you get uh, free swag. And all the profits went to the All Within My Hands Foundation. Now, I have put up on the the Facebook page a chance for people to donate. Didn't do very well. Don't blame you guys. Uh, but, But the only part that pissed me off was the people that were claiming that... Uh, it was a scam or something like that. And so I'm not going to put it on the webpage uh, this time. But I do, just because of the holiday season right now, I do encourage everybody to go to the All Within My Hands Foundation 
and donate a little money because the money goes to families in need uh, and uh, a bunch of stuff like that. And especially coming up on the holidays, all these quarantines, people short on money because of their jobs. They're probably also short on food. You know, it would be a good idea. Spread, you know, go and help out a little bit. I mean, uh, I mean, everybody needs a little bit of help from time to time. And uh, you can feel like a hero. I mean, that's, uh, you might be one of those silent heroes. I mean, you can wear your underwear on the outside of your pants if you want. But I'm just saying, you feel good when you help somebody out. And uh, Metallica, with their All Within their My Hands Foundation, has given you the opportunity to go uh, help somebody one way or another, whether it's giving time or giving money. You can uh, volunteer any way, shape, or form that you want. So go donate to the All Within My Hands Foundation or go figure out a way to help out. Uh, that would be totally awesome this holiday season. Okay, on to the drink special for this show. Uh, this one I pulled off the Mix Labs. Uh, it looks like, Inst- oh yeah, it is an Instagram page. Uh, I take screenshots and then save it for later. But anyway, this one is from the Mix Lab on Instagram. Uh, this is a drink called the Zarzamora. Zarzamora, uh, which was given to them by Pro Cocktail, also on Instagram. How you make uh, the ingredients you need: two ounces wild turkey, one on one, quarter ounce of fernet uh, branca, three quarter ounce lemon juice, three blackberries, uh, three quarter ounces of simple syrup, and nine drops of orange bitters. You take all that stuff, you lightly muddle the blackberries with the simple syrup, add the rest of the ingredients. Shake and strain over a small amount of Coke in a Collins glass. Garnish with an orange peel. Now, I just thought the presentation, uh, the picture that they provided for that drink just looked really cool. Um, It's a dark red and uh, in a classic Coca-Cola glass. It looks pretty cool, but uh, won't know if it is cool until somebody goes out there and tries it. So... If you make that drink for a customer or you try it yourself at home, let me know what you thought of it. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. And, you know, uh, just give it a shot. That's uh, I give you guys these drinks just so you can probably do something a little bit new. And if they hate it, don't do it anymore. Huh. So uh, stick around uh, towards later in the show. This is the Saturday Big Show uh, so this this week I have a musical guest, and the musical guest is the Dead Show Dealers, and we will be playing their single Vertigo a little bit later on in the show. Now, uh, you know, this last couple weeks I've been uh, wandering around, been doing my thing, uh, working, and, uh, you know, basically wandering in and out of a room like a ghost. You know, not many people notice me when I'm wandering around if I don't want to be noticed. So... Most of the time when I don't want to be noticed is because I'm observing. And the only way to observe is to keep my mouth shut. And I found that out when I was uh, when I was bartending because if you're talking too much, you're not hearing what's going on around you. But then the customers, you know, they say, you've been awful quiet tonight. What's wrong? And I hate that question. Don't, don't ask me that. Because uh, most likely if there is something wrong, I'm not going to talk to you about it. So... 
uh, at least the customer. But I, I, as I sit around and I observe, I run into new employees and a bunch of memories popped into my head of when it came to hiring on new employees. Now, when I first got hired on, uh, I the only hired on at the first official bar that I worked at, uh, I the only bartending experience I had was doing banquet bartending at a local hotel. And, you know, so the, I didn't, not a lot of the drinks I made was very technical or very interesting. I mean, you know, the occasional Long Island iced tea, uh, mostly just a uh, liquor in a mixer uh, or beer. And that uh, liquor in a mixer or just beer, that was the most common. So when I got to work at an official bar, I mean, a real bar, uh, it uh, it was a, a little bit of a culture shock but I was happy that they hired me. Now, the uh, at first, the people that hired me for this job, they were old family friends. And I ran into uh, the man, the owner's daughter at the record store one day. Now, uh, records are those big black things that uh, you can play music on for some of the, our younger listeners. Uh, or the shiny round discs that look like a rainbow. Anyway. I'm getting too much into that. Uh, I was at the record store and I ran into the manager's daughter and who was old family friends. And I mentioned to her that I was looking for work and told her that I was uh, a bartender. And she said, well, we own a bar. So uh, let me see, let me see if we can get you, uh, get you in. And I said, that would be great. I need the money. And so it, I think it was like a couple weeks later, she calls me up and says, yeah, we'd like to hire you. So come on over. So I went over there. I did the, all the paperwork. I was signed on immediately. now I think they were, uh, they had decided at first to just hire me, uh, out of sympathy. At least that's the way it feels like now. Uh, it was out of sympathy cause I needed a job and they were going to put me on, uh, the shitty shifts, I like to call it. They're not that there's anything wrong with working day side in a bar, but uh, it's uh, when you work the day side in the bar, you got basically two hours of absolutely nothing to do, one hour of holy shit, where are these people coming from, and an hour of cleanup, and then the rest of your shift, you're just uh, waiting for the people to get off work. You get those tabs started, and then you have to hand them over to the night bartender. And uh, at first, they were thinking about putting me on like that. But lucky for me, the uh, two bartenders that were working at night, both of them uh, got caught for uh, selling marijuana behind the bar. So all of a sudden, the job was mine. And I remember that day because when they decided to terminate the employment of those two bartenders. They uh, called me up and said, uh, do you mind? Cause I was already working, uh, started at like 10 o'clock and they said, uh, do you mind closing today? And I was like, no, I don't mind at all. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. And because nobody else was available uh, to bartend that night other than me. So uh, I ended up working from 10 a.m till uh 
I think it, I think it was only 11 at that time. They hadn't changed their hours around yet. So uh, I worked 12 hours, uh, 13 hours straight. My feet hurt like hell by the end of it. And there's that something that happens when a big change like that happens in a bar. Uh, the regular customers all of a sudden realize, what, the bartender that was here, my uh, that was my favorite, isn't here anymore? I'm going somewhere else. And me not being from that area uh, also hurt quite a bit because nobody knew me. Pretty much everybody that was in that bar, they all went to high school together, and they all knew each other. So seeing a complete stranger behind the bar, they're you know you know you know that some customers can be a little standoffish when it comes to that sort of thing. But a little bit later on, business built up a lot because they hired on another bartender, my friend Shannon, and. Uh, everybody knew Shannon, everybody. And so that built up business for them quite a bit. Uh, I, the, I had to really fight to get to know people, especially with my introverted personality. It was a struggle, but one night I was sitting, uh, after shifts, Shannon and I were sitting and talking and, uh, she started asking me about, you know, my past where, where I came from, uh, you know, how I ended up there other other stuff and I told her that I went to a bartending school and then started uh, banquet bartending at a hotel and then I got a work job here and she kept her mouth shut for a while about that and uh, after a while she eventually admitted to me when she was in charge of uh, hiring and firing at previous jobs that she had she would normally throw away uh, applications or resumes of people that say that they went to a bartending school, especially if they had no uh, if they had no bar uh, bartending experience to go along with it. You know, they just got out of bartending school. I'm wa- I want work, and I found out a lot later that that's a very common thing. It. Uh, you know, it's just went to bartending academy. Okay, whatever. And uh, it that's it's kind of a bummer, but that goes along with a lot of stuff in this world. Like all these people that go to college for four to six years, there's no guarantee when you come out of there that you're going to get a job. I mean, you know, what you got that diploma? Well, back of the line with everybody else, and then you have to sit back and wonder, uh, you know. How the hell? Uh, how the hell did that guy that didn't go to school for four years get that job? And uh, you, I know you got experience. Um, it's all about experience, really, because uh, you, when you come out of the bartending schools, that you got to find somebody who is willing to hire on uh, a newbie, Bec- and uh, and find employees or hopefully your coworkers will put up with you. Now. Here's my advice. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking down about any bartending school out there whatsoever. Because truthfully, when you want to get into a bar situation, you want uh, you want some experience under your belt. And a lot of the bartending schools, uh, not all of them, uh, will ha- actually have you behind a fake bar and have you mixing drinks and then timing you and uh, all that stuff. But 
I'm going to give you uh, give you guys who are attending bartending school, and uh, hopefully some of you are t- attending bartending bar, uh, bartending school uh, and listening to my podcast. But I'm going to give some advice to you guys about when you get out of bartending school, how to act when you get a job. First and foremost, don't expect that you're going to get behind a bar immediately. Uh, I was lucky, truthfully. Uh, I uh, The hotel that I worked at, that they, uh, they said, well, you know how to make at least 10 drinks uh, out of 150, and you know how to look them up and make them quick. All right, cool. So, but I also had to do time as a server, you know, run these plates out to all the tables, uh, set up, break down, and uh, all that stuff. I didn't bartend 100% of the time. So, when you first get a job in a restaurant, sure, admit that you went to uh, bartending school, but. Don't expect them to throw you right behind the bar. You know, be completely willing to be a server for a little while and learn as much as you can from the existing bartender because there's only so much the bartending school can teach you. Uh, now, they can teach you the whole technical side. Well, like like when I went to, my, when I went to bartending school, uh, the teacher that I had, her name was Sandy, she told us that she can teach how to make drinks all day long, but the hardest thing for her to teach is customer service. The, at that time, she hadn't really figured it out. Now, Jesse Singh of uh, Famous Bartending School in uh, New Jersey, he and I had a com- uh, conversation about that. Yes, customer service is really, really hard to teach. And uh, Jesse Singh was uh, really cool. And I also talked to uh, uh, Kalen, one of his students, on my show. You you can go back and check out those episodes. Uh, Both of them said, yes, customer service is incredibly hard to teach. And uh, Jesse was talking about he added into his curriculum uh, ways to teach customer service. And that means when you're doing your pour test, you're, uh, you might have a guy that would order a couple simple, simple drinks and be cool with it and you'd be on his way. But you also might have an asshole that say, come on, come on, what, what's taking so long? You know, can, I, can I get my drink now, please? So if you don't have any restaurant experience under your belt and you get out of the uh, bartending schools, don't expect to be behind the bar because sometimes they don't need a bartender. They need a server more, but you can sit back and uh, wait for a little while and eventually maybe take on a few bar shifts. Just make friends with the bartender, learn as much as you can uh, from the bartender, maybe get to know one or two of the regulars just in passing. And then you, with a good attitude, you uh, you'll end up behind the bar. That's not a big deal. Now, the second piece of advice that I'm going to give you is once you graduate, do not uh, walk into your new job acting like you know everything, you are the shit. 
uh, the manager might not care about that, but your coworkers, your coworkers are your family. They are your lifeline. They are the people that will help you through your day, help you through your night, help you through whatever problems you have. If you annoy them by saying, excuse me, I've been to bartending school. I think I know what I'm doing. Or come on, I've been to bartending school. I think I know how to do this. Being a know-it-all, that is the worst thing you can do. And I guarantee you won't be working in that bar for longer than six months. I mean, I do think trade schools are very good and very handy for people that uh, want just want to concentrate on one thing that can't people that don't want to or can't handle four more years of schooling or pay an insane amount of money for four years of schooling major in something that they're interested in and end up doing something completely different. It uh, trade schools, they, uh, they point you in the right direction and help you get on your way. Now, uh, in a lot of jobs that I've had uh, in in the past, there's always somebody that comes out of there that saying, excuse me, but I went to school for this. I think I know what I'm doing. Okay, there. everybody should know out there, there's a difference between school and real life. I mean, even doctors. I'm sure, yeah, sh- you can be you can read in a book uh the procedure on how to do an appendectomy but when you do it in real life it could be completely different because all of a sudden you've got somebody's life in your hands there's stress about it okay that 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 ex, that example uh is a little bit too harsh um but i've been to trade school for bartending and I'm not really the type of guy that would say, excuse me, but I went to bartending school. I think I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not the kind of guy that would do that. I'm not even the kind of guy that pretends like I'm a pro at doing podcasts. And I've done 142 of these things. But, uh, yeah, I'm the last person to say something like that. Because, well, self-esteem mostly. But I know, know it also puts people off. Especially veterans you know that have been working behind the bar for five years plus and you walk up walk in there and say excuse me i went to bartending school i think i know what i'm doing they hate you right there right then and there and to get them to like you again uh will take some nothing short of of a miracle but you're um, but some of you people are like I don't need them to like me. I don't, I came here to work, not to be liked. No, that you want your coworkers to like you. You want your coworkers to communicate with you. You want your coworkers to speak well of you to the other customers. Cause it will happen that uh, a customers, you know, will say something about you. They won't stick up for you uh, because you're so goddamn arrogant. I mean, it happened a lot for me. Uh, like my both my both my friends Shannon and Barb, they admitted to me if I if they would have seen my application and saw that Bartending Academy was on there, and really nothing else before that uh, pertaining to the restaurant industry, they would have just uh, put it in the no pile and automatically because a lot of people that come out of those schools uh, all have kind of an attitude 
but I didn't do that. And Shannon admitted to me, Barb admitted to me that they, no, Barb didn't admit it to me because I, she actually knew before I started working with her that I went to uh, Bard Hink Academy because she came and visited me in my bar a couple times. But Shannon said she didn't think that I went to bartending school just because of my attitude. And she and you know she and I became great friends about it, and she stuck up for me because, like I said, little introverted, uh, sh- shy, uh, you know me, and uh, people would ask questions about me, going, "What's with that guy?" or uh, uh, you know, it's like, "Why did he say this?" And then Shannon would automatically stick up for me. Oh, automatic, you know. I'd make some kind of smart ass remark in my mind. It was funny to the customer. It wasn't, but when the customer would turn to Shannon and say, what's with this guy? He said this yesterday, Shannon would automatically start laughing because she knew who I was. We took time to get to know each other and become good friends. And then she uh, would explain to the customers. He's actually a great guy. He was joking with you. And there at first they'd be like, how is that funny? And then all of a sudden, uh, two or three hours of thinking about it, all of a sudden they'd start laughing and go, yeah, I guess that is pretty funny. So I'm saying just you can put that you went to bartending school on your resume, on your application. But the easiest way to uh, make your way into a new job, this works for any job. If you are in a new atmosphere of any kind, and you're being shown around by somebody, don't act like you know anything. Because really, technically, you don't. And, uh, you know, just because if you keep interrupting him and saying, oh, well, that's, or you you interrupt him generally, you keep interrupting him, then they start getting flustered. Then they start figuring, well, if he knew about this, then he knew about that. If she can do this she uh she can do that no problem then they skip over the small details specific to that area and uh and you then you realize you don't know anything and you're not getting along with the customers you're not uh and they don't you don't get told things it uh, you'll want to blame them sure i was never told that well you you never let them tell you because you uh you tried stepped all over their words and tried to act like that you were the shit right off the bat. Like my friend Shannon. I mean, when sure she was a veteran, uh, she was, uh, this was, I met her in 1999. She had been bartending since the eighties. And, uh, when she came to work with me, uh, at the restaurant where we first met, uh, she, kept her mouth shut and she let me tell her every little detail that I knew which wasn't a lot uh, but it was enough for her to get started and she could have totally said oh yeah that we do that all the time oh yeah I've done that oh don't worry about that she totally totally could have uh, done that to me but no she kept her mouth shut and she listened to everything I had to say and then started asking questions well what if we uh, do this what if this happens, where do we go? That's how you get to learn things. Uh, be uh, Walking into a situation and acting like a know-it-all, you it will struggle. Just walk in and be nice, introduce yourself, and listen to everything that they have to offer. Uh, because 
you don't want to you don't want to miss out on some vital information. I mean, uh, the veterans, the bar, the veteran bartenders, the veteran servers, they can even go as far as tell you who to avoid uh, or who to be extra nice to, and you know, makes life way easier. I mean, I I actually did see that uh, happen firsthand when I. Uh, I actually went to a vocational school to work on uh, wind energy. And uh, and there was another guy that graduated about the same time I did. However, uh, after we both graduated, we ended up with the same job uh, out here in Odessa, Texas. I'm originally from the Portland area. And uh, he was originally from the Portland area, too. And our personalities were different. Uh, I walked in and I started talking, just talking to the uh, the guys that I was assuming I was going to be working with, hopefully for a very, very long career. I didn't want a job. I wanted a career. And uh, I was just standing around getting to know them. And they were willing to talk with me about anything. When he came in, he had the attitude uh, uh, excuse me, I went to bartending school. I know what I'm doing. They paired me up to work with the guy. And because of his attitude, I didn't learn anything. They basically gave us a paperwork, gave us a, a box of tools and said, there's your turbine, go for it. And we, uh, when I got up tower, I said, okay, I know what a generator is. I know what a gearbox is. That thing with the three blades on it, that's got to be the rotor. But uh, where's the pump? Where's the oil filter? Where's, you know, because new technology, all technologies are different. Same with every bar. You know, you might, some people might put the Jack Daniels on the top left. Some people might put it on the bottom right just because of how much they use it or if they can reach it. So um, it's very comparable to that. And also this guy, uh, he, we were doing CPR training and when they told me that you have to go to CPR training, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But when they told him that he was going to go to CPR training, he says, excuse me, but I already got CPR training. I'm CPR certified. Uh, I already did it uh, when I went to, bar- uh, when I went to wind school and they were like, well, you got to go anyway. And he said, this is bullshit. I've already done it. And uh, uh, I went to school for this sort of thing. And they s- said, let me see your card. And so he pulls out his uh, his card and he, CPR card and says, "See, I've already been certified." And the site lead was uh, pretty much he was like, "You're not from fucking Oregon!" and throws uh, throws the CPR card away. And he was he sat there, bitched and moaned. He said, "Why do we have to go to fucking CPR training? This is bullshit." And I said, "Dude, we're getting paid for it, no matter what." It's it. There's no big deal. Well, we should be out there working on tur- uh, turbines. I said, who cares? We're getting paid to go for CPR training. It, we get paid no matter what. So just do it. Which on a small side note for all the future bartenders, servers, or even current bartenders and servers, go get yourself CPR certified. Why not? Uh, you can put it on your resume I don't know if it'll stand out to anybody, but at least you'll have that under your belt. And you're working in a restaurant situation where there is extreme potential 
for people to have some kind of problem, whether it's choking or a heart attack, you want to be ready for that sort of thing. Now, uh, being CPR certified, I've, I, I'm certified. I've never had to use it. I don't plan on ever using it because I encourage all of my uh, fellow employees to be as safe as possible uh, because I don't want to use the CPR. I know it, but I don't want to use it. That's the excuse I give them every time. So uh, go get CPR trained because once again, you might get out there and accidentally save a life and that looks good on you. Anyway, we're going to take a uh, quick break here, but before we do, I just want to remind all of you, uh, help support Hey Bartender Podcast and, uh, you know, help me out on my birthday, November 18th. Uh, uh, head on over to bartenderpodcast.com, heybartenderpodcast.com, and pick up a t-shirt, sticker, doesn't matter. Uh, uh, pick up something. Every little bit, bit helps me keep this show up and running and allows me to do a lot more stuff. And uh, it would be all greatly appreciated. So head on over to Hey Bartender Podcast. Also, uh, if you want a really good cup of coffee, head on over to bartenderzonecoffee.com. There you'll find a whole bunch of different blends. Find one that suits you best and you know, really uh, put that jump start into your morning or mid-afternoon, whenever you wake up, whenever you need a cup of coffee. Uh, head on over to bartenderzonecoffee.com today. Next up on Hey Bartender Podcast, hailing from Florida, here is the Dead Show Dealers with their single Vertigo.
From the album The Dead Show Dealers, that was The Dead Show Dealers from Florida uh, with their song Vertigo. If you want to find out more about Dead Show Dealers, do what I do. Go over to bandcamp.com. You can find out anything you want about uh, all the independent bands out there. You can find out more about The Dead Show Dealers also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. You know, I, I love these guys because they play a you know a little bit of everything they uh from rockabilly bluegrass rock uh blues it, uh that's what attracted me to these guys ultimately and uh it just spoke to me I love this stuff so you want to check out more about them head on over to their one of their social medias i just told you about or head on over to bandcamp.com you can purchase their album there listen to the whole album it's great and you can probably find them on other streaming services available or maybe if you're wandering around Central Florida, if you walk up to every single person that you run into and say, are you from the Dead Show Dealers? You're bound to run into them eventually. Might take a while. And you might not uh, make some people angry. Uh, or you might make a friend or two. Uh, you never know. Just don't push the person to the point where they feel like they have to take their cell phone and start screaming, this person's attacking me. God, I hate those people. Uh, every, every time I see those videos on social media or whatever, it's like, okay, uh, you're taking your phone out to film this? Shouldn't you be defending yourself? Or Nah, I'm not getting on that soapbox today. Anyway, uh, last piece of advice before we end the show. Uh, for new and upcoming bartenders, uh, be aware of some of the more... Oh, well, the bartenders out there that have done it for a while and have a huge chip on their shoulder, just you know, uh, that just because they've been working in a bar for five years plus, and somehow have talked themselves into believing 
that they're God's gift to the world. Now, I go around where I can uh, uh, during this this uh, pandemic. It's a little harder to do. And I try to look for people to be guests on my show. And I talk to servers. I talk to bartenders. Most of the servers and bartenders, it actually makes me feel pretty good that some of them are a little bit too shy to want to be on the podcast. They admit this to me fully. They're not sure that they can, they're can. they able to talk about uh, their lives or uh, even as much convincing as I try to do. I said, we don't have to talk about much. We just It's just a conversation. But they usually get scared and don't want to don't want to do it just because they're afraid of what you know they might say something wrong or they might sound stupid. Uh, that's that's just their little eccentricities. We all have it. Like I said before, uh, I'm an introvert that's trying to do a podcast to try to get it you know work on not being an introvert. So, uh, but I did run into a person or 12 that I walk up and say, tell them, Hey, uh, uh, my name is Anthony from Hey Bartender podcast. And, uh, they ultimately be very cordial and say, Hey, how you doing? And I would offer them an opportunity and say, Hey, I like to have guests on my show. I, uh, love talking to other bartenders, get different stories, different perspectives, because all of us bartenders and servers have different stories. And usually they're all great. And one server said, well, of course, geez. I mean, I've been, a, uh, I've been a server for 20 years. Uh, of course I, uh, I'd be, uh, you'd want me on your show and you know, their arrogance turns me off and, uh, cause you, okay. You've been a server for 20 years and, uh, you're being arrogant about it. That makes me not want to talk to you automatically. I mean, good for you. You've uh, been in the same career for the last 20 years. Not many people, especially nowadays can say that, but, um, come on. I mean, I, I just want to talk talk to you it's not like that you're getting an award this is just a small podcast i would love to build this podcast into a point where i can uh, treat it like congratulations you've won your opportunity to be on hey bartender podcast but at this point in time uh no Uh, it's just a simple podcast where i just want to talk about bartending stories or serving stories but to you new bartenders and servers if you run into a person that has been behind the bar for a long time and they do have that big chip on their shoulder, now not all of them will. There have been people people that I've met during the during this, people I've worked with who have been behind the bar for 10 years maybe that are just cool as hell. And, you know, first person you want to get to know because they'll show you the ropes, they'll put, take you under their wing, but there are ones that do have chips on their shoulders and will basically bully you around. And you don't really want much to do with that. Give them a wide berth. Let them do their thing so you can do yours. And, uh, I mean, there was a long time ago, really long time ago, uh, I was a dishwasher at a restaurant and... Some of the bartenders, uh, uh, servers, and cooks 
were nothing but cool with me. And as long as I did my job, I came up and got, uh, got their bus tray and, or their bus tub and, uh, brought it down to get the dishes washed. If I made sure that they, uh, everything was clean and the dishes were ready for them, uh, cleaned and, you know, they were nothing but cool with me, but there's a guy that worked behind the bar and he, uh, pretty much thought his shit didn't stink. And, uh, as soon as I was done with my shift, you know, for some reason I enjoyed having a bottle of root beer. Uh, I was, I was too young at the time to have alcohol. So I'd ask him for a bottle of root beer on my way out. And he would say, well, since you, uh, since you didn't come up as often as I needed to, to get in my bus tub, um, uh, I can't tip you out tonight. Okay. Uh, and this was every time he worked behind the bar. All the other bartenders were insanely cool, would give me at least two, three bucks, maybe five. But uh, this guy rated me on the efficiency, and he didn't know how busy I was. I mean, the the restaurant side closed at, say, 10 o'clock. I wouldn't be done doing all of the dishes until midnight. And that showed how busy I was. And uh, to me, that showed how busy I was, at least. Uh, and all the other bartenders and servers were always really cool with me, and, uh, you know, seeing me try to keep up with all of that. Uh, and except for that guy. And he said, sorry, can't tip you out tonight. You didn't come up and get the bus tub uh, 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 nearly enough. And I, you know, it, I maybe it was me because I kind of, centered my head and I thought I got to get ahead of these dishes. I got to get ahead of these dishes. Uh, and because they kept piling up and I couldn't see what was going out in the restaurant, uh, know if there was a dinner rush or something going on. Uh, all I knew was just all of a sudden, all these plates just kept coming down at me. And so it was tough for me to, uh, get up and go get the bus tubs and stuff like that. So, uh, that that guy, he just didn't tip out. I talked to the other servers, uh, and uh, they said, "Well, yeah, he's kind of like that. He's been like that since he was a server. And once he became a bartender, uh, he pretty much thinks he runs this place, even though there's multiple managers and whatever. And uh, so, when you run into that guy, give him a wide berth. If they don't tip you out, just go. Look, that's okay, and maybe try harder tomorrow." Uh, I don't want to tell you to, uh, forget, you know, his bus tub and, you know, make him do it himself or anything like that. Cause that would be rude. But if you do it on your own without me telling you, that's your business. Anyway, last call people, last call for alcohol. That's right. Get it now before I cut you off for at least the night. So I'm cutting off a little bit quick. feels like a little bit quick this episode because I'm going to go watch the Metallica acoustic show uh, for in benefit for the All Within My Hands Foundation. Remember to go check out the All Within My Hands Foundation. See what you can do to help support uh, that foundation and help out people in need. And, uh, you know, make sure that everybody this holiday season gets the food they need, gets the shelter they need, and all uh, all sorts of stuff that they're involved with. It's a great charity, let me tell you. 
It's not just because I'm a big Metallica fan. It's a really, really a good charity. So, uh, special thanks to Dead, uh, Dead Show Dealers for their song Vertigo. Remember to go check it out on Bandcamp.com. Go check out the rest of their album, too. They got a lot of great songs just like that. Also sending out a special thanks to the Mix Lab uh, on Instagram. That's the underscore Mix Lab. Uh, even though they don't know it, uh, they contributed a drink to uh, Hey Bartender podcast. Go check out their page. They got a lot of other great drink recipes available. And uh, the way they take their pictures, the great presentation, let me tell you, it's a good picture. And finally, thanks to you, the listeners. Without you guys, I wouldn't be doing this right now. I would have gotten bored with it a long time ago. I am so close to reaching my goal for this year of 10,000 downloads. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. So please share, like, subscribe to Hey Bartender Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or Podbean. Uh, you know, give me a, uh, give me a review and a five star rating would be awesome. So uh, yeah, please take that time. But until the next show, ladies and gentlemen, it uh, next show is going to be the Quick Shot show on Wednesday. I'm thinking about doing a live show since it is my birthday on Wednesday, and uh, uh, I'll let you know all the details on social media and on Facebook or Instagram or both. And uh, uh, we'll do a live show so I can you know get a chance to maybe get to know some of my listeners. But until the next show, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.